Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, a ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all up in your brain and giving you real practical application. Hello and welcome to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. As always, Josh and Debbie are here. Hi, guys. And... Today we have a actual have a, a special guest. We do. We have a special guest that we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. As you may or may not have noticed, you did not hear any applause. Thank goodness, because that hurt Debbie, my ears. Debbie has put me on um, discipline because apparently <laughs> I am too button happy with the soundboard. Yes, I have the iPad in front of me, <laughs> so he is not allowed to touch the buttons. However. <laughs> I need y'all's help, so I need as many like comments and everything to overdo this. It's not going to make a difference. Because I need the soundboard back. Do not feel the need to petition for him. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> All right, Deb. Off to you. All right. I am so excited today. We have um, a special guest, guest with us, and I'm going to have her introduce herself. Gift. Um, all not right. guest. Dr. Barbara, please. Yeah, so I am Dr. Barbara, or Dr. Barbara Lowe, and I am a licensed psychologist and somatic experiencing practitioner and life coach and lay minister and mom and stepmom and wife and person uh, who lives in, <laughs> yep, I'm a person too. That's good. Woo! Yeah. Let's hear it for the Praise people. For that, for yeah. the people. <laughs> yep. Um, and I live in the Durham Chapel Hill area of North Carolina. I Go Tar Heels. Built... Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> right. Yes. So I'm definitely, I got my doctorate from Carolina, a little confused because I got my undergrad from NC State, but I, I squarely Aww. hate the other blue team. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's forgivable. Yes. You know, it's a God kind of hate. So uh, no, yeah, I get we it. Won't, we, won't bring, we won't bring God into it, no. Um, no, actually, some of my training was at Duke. Um, so I've trained at all the local That's hospitals awesome. and schools. So um, appreciate all the wonderful training in this area. Anyway, so I own a practice, uh, Greenleaf Psychological and Support Services, where I get to spend every day of my life he- seeing lives healed. We have a staff of about 15 or so. Wow. And about 12 or so clinicians That's who... Awesome work for us. And then I also have a, 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 a social media presence that we're developing where I really believe God has called me to help women to overcome the places in their lives where their childhood wounds or their life traumas and losses are dragging them down. Mm-hmm. And like they're trying to walk along and they feel like there's this dead weight mm-hmm. dragging them on around down and they're wanting to run they're wanting to break free like right. that forest gump that forest gump oh, yes. scene run, where he just run where the yeah. magic shoes come off yes yep exactly and so i've developed a curriculum called hearts returning home where people who have grown up in these difficult situations or gone through these these extensive life traumas can finally have the sense of belonging in their heart that their hearts can come home to that. That's awesome. And they, yeah, they look around and they see other people have this and they think, I want that. I want that, right. Mm-hmm. Especially with the social media presence, people, they get a little um, down and depressed looking, scrolling through social media. We just talked about that the other day, Josh and I, um, how sad people can become looking at how wonderful somebody else's life is. So um, Absolutely. This is wonderful Absolutely. in the day and age we live in. So I have some yeah. questions for Dr. Barbara. And um, 
the first question I have is what are some of the dangers of leaving trauma untreated? Well, it's kind of like having a a rotten onion somewhere in your fridge that you Mm. can't see. You know, it's, we all know there's something there. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what it is. Right, right. right. We've all had that rotten onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as a matter of fact, there's, there was, I have a funny story here. Um, uh, years ago, my husband, one weekend, kept saying, what is that smell? What is that smell in our house? <laughs> and so, like, 24 hours had gone by, and I, I said, I don't smell anything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he got close to me, and he's like, it's you. Oh. <laughs> And what had happened is we had gone out to this wonderful um, Italian restaurant mm. and I partook of the garlic. I didn't even think about it. And <laughs> and this is the first time I really ate so much garlic. So uh-huh. I didn't know I would have this reaction. Mm-hmm. And um, It was and, seeping and so through the, your pores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story is it's affecting my life. It's affecting my relationship. And everyone it's around pro- you, right. Yeah, and everyone around me knows. And the truth is, when we have untreated trauma, we have parts of ourselves that are either heightened and Mm hyper-emotional or dulled out emotionally, and that limits our experience. It limits what we're going to be able to do for the Lord Mm -hmm. um, because we're going to be reacting to situations and have fears and sometimes resentments in our life that are either give the devil a foothold or uh, keep us from where we need to go. Right. Well, that what a, what a wonderful answer. Wow. Okay. Question number two, is there ever a point in a healthy counseling situation when the best advice would be to let go and move on? And if you have had that, what are some examples? Yeah. So you're talking about someone who has been, who has been in counseling mm-hmm. and it's a healthy relationship with the counselor. Mm -hmm. There's nothing dysfunctional between the person and the counselor. Yeah. So, well, sometimes it's not a good match, right? right? So uh, sometimes what the person, sometimes it could be a skill match. What person, what client, um, what client needs and the way that the client needs treatment Mm -hmm. and what the clinician is trained in is not a good match. That's why as a clinician, I tried yeah, I've tried to get lots of different training, uh, you know, from cognitive right. to more bi- body-based and more nervous system-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have several different ways to go in. And, of course, the spiritual with, right. uh, you know, by spiritual, I mean Christian, biblical. Right. And then um, sometimes it's not a good fit for other reasons. So it could be uh, like a healthy desire to get therapy. But it could be that something about the therapist maybe triggers the client. Right. And so uh, either the client can work through that and be honest about that mm-hmm. with, with the therapist or psychologist, which is probably the best thing to do. Right. Is to, to uh, talk about what's going on open. in mm-hmm. the room. Because that kind of relationship is going to elicit uh, uh, transference is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And you can work on what is coming up in the room to have a corrective experience. Right. Wonderful. And another, uh, there's one more uh, t- time that comes to mind where it's time to part ways. Mm-hmm. And that is when the client has made progress, but is afraid to leave the nest. Almost afraid and to let go. Yeah, afraid to let go. And sometimes clients have 
have had wounds in the past, and with those wounds, there's an attachment injury where they're wanting to be dependent, a little bit overly dependent on the counselor rather than launch out. And that's not to say it's, sometimes it is okay to have a long-term relationship with a therapist. We know that, for example, eating with eating disorders, Mm -hmm. five to seven years trajectory with treatment. Yeah. So sometimes there is a reason for a long treatment, course of treatment, but sometimes it's a depend. We don't want to create a dependency. I, I, you're right. I, I've seen that happen with, with uh, some of the women I know um, or have known where they've been in therapy for years and years and really there's no progression, um, but they're still in therapy. Right. And, yeah. And they've, they've not moved forward. Um, yeah. So, so if they're not moving forward, they pr- should probably either move on or be a little more open and honest with their therapist. Yeah, and work on their willingness. Sometimes mm-hmm. I tell clients, you know, I I want to help you. I care about you so much, but I cannot be your willingness. Right. And and yeah, and so sometimes either the client needs to make some shifts mm-hmm. where where they're getting like better social support from a variety of people or maybe making a real change in their life so that they're not so drained, their energy's not so drained so that they can work forward, move forward in therapy. Right, right. Um yeah, so there, yeah, there are a couple of different things that clients can do there. Um, there are also other times where people stay for a long time because their life, uh, it's, there's a series of traumas. Like, like uh, I've walked with people before, several people who mm-hmm. have adopted children, right? And um, and and then we're working on just a lot of different issues, kind of like peeling back the layers. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. And then my third question is, as far as the American culture, do you believe Americans on a whole neglect their mental health? Hmm, I think sections, I think that there are demographics where where mental health treatment is seen as taboo. Mm -hmm. uh, And and sometimes that can be cultural. Mm -hmm. Uh, So and there are certain areas. So Urban areas are probably going to be more open to it than rural areas, for example. And then there are certain cultural beliefs Mm -hmm. uh, across different ethnicities. Right. So I think there's a... Maybe dependent on where we are. Yeah. I do think sometimes in the church there is some fear about therapy. I agree. There's like a stigma. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. therapists are trying to replace God mm-hmm. or that, or that we shouldn't need therapy if right. we have God. But I see myself as having a gift of healing. Oh, absolutely. Like the Bible says, mm-hmm. Yeah. The Bible says gifts of healing and that's plural. Mm-hmm. So I believe there are many therapists out there who are really good and really trained who have gifts of healing. Right. And, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to go to the hospital and have my arm set, even if I'm right. not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Oh, I because, agree. Because, yes. Yeah, because there's a skill set there, right? And they're not they're not leaning on doctrines of d- demonic doctrines or anything like that, right? To to right. set my arm, they're just they have using a trained principles. skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, and then um, my last question hey, is actually. Hang on. Let oh. me jump in real quick. What do you find, Dr. Barbara, is 
probably like the trickiest thing of integrating your faith into your practice? Like, is it something where clients could right off the bat know, okay, this is where, you know, spiritually I line up and, and we can get past this if you don't necessarily agree with it? Or is it more of a Christian uh, a slant, I guess you would say, to it? Sure. Well, my practice in my brick and mortar practice, my clinic, I do Christian counseling upon request. So my belief is that God is good and there's a lot of goodness of God that is available to all people. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of tools that work, whether people want to receive Christ or not. It's kind of like people can go to AA and get sober and never get saved, never get saved. Right. And that's because of God's goodness and mercy and grace and light that's here on the earth. And we want everyone to get saved, but but while people are here, everyone can go, well, most people can go and get their arm set if they break their arm. Mm-hmm. And similarly, we can we can work on healing of your soul, of your of your mind and, and work through traumas, even if you never receive Christ. So I tr- tell clients, I'm a Christian. Do you want faith-based counseling? I I usually ask, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe not quite that direct, but I'll ask about do you, do you have any religious beliefs that you want to bring into the session? If they say no, I'm not interested in that, then I actually keep that out and respect that, mm-hmm. and then I'm just that loving pre- presence, and I use my more secular skills to work with them. Right. Now, of course, I love integrating Jesus in. And so anytime we can bring in that supernatural power and lay that on top of these principles that actually really work anyway, wow, then we have God. And I believe God uses me anyway as a picture of his goodness and his love. No, and, and that's a great, great answer. And I think you bring up a lot of good points there in the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be in either or it can be a both and you know yeah and and i think especially with pastoral counseling in mind um one of the things is it i i i personally believe that more pastors should know their limits you know you're not trained in you know whether it's cbt or or you know any kind of repression therapy you know for the most part you know and, and at some point you know you do need to 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 go for the best thing for the client is to you know go seek professional help because that's that's what these people are trained in. Um, yeah. So at what yeah. point do you what, at what point would you encourage, especially for any pastors that may be listening? Okay, hey, this is past your level of expertise. Maybe you need to refer to someone. Yeah. Well, I think when it's functioning, when it's affecting everyday functioning, Mm -hmm. then we probably need to look at getting some clinical help. I, my, my husband and I are uh, lay ministers. He's actually an ordained, an ordained minister. And, uh, uh, but right now we're just functioning as, as lay ministers. So Uh we have a group of people that we love to pastor within the church, like a small group and do life with. And even within that group, there's only so much I will do before I'm going to refer out. And I would refer them to someone other than myself because I can't have a dual relationship with them. Right. But there's there's only so much even I will do as a lay minister because if someone needs to be seen every week, then I'm going to refer them 
to a clinician. That that's too much, I think, for a um, a a life group leader or a small group leader or even a pastor Absolutely. normally long term to be meeting with someone. Wonderful. So I would say I would say probably if there needs to be more than six sessions or refer maybe at the most yeah. eight, yeah, refer yeah. out because we're we're doing more than triaging them right. or yeah. Well, thank you. I have one final question. Um, as far as children that have suffered trauma at the hands of a trusted adult, what what advice would you give their parents once it's come out and the child's going through therapy and maybe the parents are as well? What advice would you give them on interacting with their child at home or conversation yeah. You know, that's kind of, that's a sensitive subject for a lot of parents. And I know sometimes that it just, it's completely cut off and nobody talks about it and, or other times it's, they over talk it. Right. Well, one of the things I tell all parents is that feelings are always okay. Mm -hmm. Behaviors are sometimes okay, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. So we always want to validate feelings, Mm -hmm. even I have a child who's one my youngest child, my baby is almost 17. And even with him, I was disciplining him about um, something this morning. Well, I, I was actually making him go to church and he was tired. He had stayed up late. He was revolting. And he was like, you're so mean. You're so mean. I can't believe you're such a mean mom. And I said, I know. And I'm so sorry that this is so hard, but you have to go to church, you know? And so, Anyway, that's a that's a much more benign example, but we want to always validate feelings. We want to make space for it. And the things about the thing about feelings is we have to just spend general time with our kids because they're not going to open up on command. It's really in doing life together that they will decide when they're ready to open up. Right. I think the most important thing that parents can do is find a therapist that is really good and will involve the parents and is trauma trained An excellent therapy for kids is trauma focused cognitive behavior yep. therapy. Okay. Awesome. And so I would recommend getting a, a, a therapist that is trauma focused, uh, CBT trained and going with, going with someone with those skills. And that's not just CBT, but trauma focused CBT. So uh, having both. Because, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, awesome. Well, Dr. Barbara, thank you so much for mm-hmm. spending time with us. I I hope and pray this is not the last time we talk. Um, and I, I think you guys have great questions, and it's such it's so my heart to help educate the body of Christ and and to be part of healing the body of Christ. I mean, that's my heart. So it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. If you guys have any questions, do you have um, a website or yes. somewhere they can? Yes. more information? Absolutely. www.drbarbaralow.com. It's D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-L-O-W-E.com. And another thing I would say to those parents, by the way, mm-hmm. who have been through a tough time with their child is make sure you work on your own self-care. And I do have a book on self-care, a free ebook, um, where you do forward slash self-care after my website okay. address. Well, we're going to put that up on our Facebook. We're going to have the links. So if you guys um, are driving and can't write that down, Josh will put that up and you can just click and search and, and you'll get to meet Dr. Barbara right there online. Dr. Barbara, thank I you so much. It. And we, we look forward to talking to you again soon. 
Yes, it's so exciting to be here. All right. Have a great night. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, as always, I mean, such great information. And, and right. again, I, I think that is an area that sometimes we overlook. Mm-hmm. Um, I Mental think that's, health. Yeah, I think that's an area that that sometimes we... It's almost shamed sometimes and looked down upon. Yeah, and, and, you know, Dr. Barbara was talking about that, especially depending on the different demographics and, right. and you know, socioeconomic and, and I mean, things I of know, that nature. I mean, I know there, there are some folks that, you know, you, tell, you say you're going to go to counseling or go see a therapist and, oh, you're crazy, there's something wrong with you. No, if you feel like you need mental help, go get it. Absolutely. Please go get it. And, and, and I mean, there's a lot we can glean from that. I mean, the Bible does say Romans 12, two is very clear about, you know, be transformed by what the renewing of your mind, you know? So, and and I'm not saying that, you know, counseling, see, and I think counseling and and therapy have just got a negative connotation over time. And, Mm -hmm. and like you just said, like, there's something wrong with you. Um, sometimes that's what you need. You just need that outlet you know, for someone to listen, for someone to maybe, you know, give a different perspective. Right, and, right. An unbiased opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes we all go through that. You and know, sometimes and, you just want to go and mouth vomit, if you will, get things off your chest, not feel judged. Because um, they're not going to judge you. They're there. I mean, that's what God designed them to do. Listen and give good practical advice. And, you know, I love the fact that she gives options for if, you know, if you want to have it from a Christian perspective, or we can just strictly go from what the book says. Right. And, and some of that stuff is stuff we need. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that stuff, again, it, it's just, it, it, it's doing the same thing. As an educator, especially one that uh, in, in lower elementary, I love that she says um, to acknowledge their feelings, you know, validate them. They, they feel, little people feel big things and we can't just push that off to the side and act like it doesn't matter. We have feelings, you know, we get our feelings hurt. So, so do our kids. Right. And, that's, and that's again, another podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you start writing that one. I will, start, um, I will start on that. And again, I mean, again, we, we linked up with Dr. Barbara from Facebook. Right. So, so again, if you're not following us at practically Christian podcast or on Instagram at practically underscore Christian underscore podcast, podcast you know, I, I encourage you to do so and, Please. you know, join in the conversation. I mean, I know there's some stuff that you're sitting here right now going, man, I wish they would just talk about this. And I bet I if you send to. a message, we'll talk about it. Absolutely. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to listen to what I want to talk about. And we have and all that's kinds not always of interesting to you no. guys. Mm-mm. So until next week, I challenge you really stop and look. And this is our last one in, in the new year, new you thing. Um, but really look at, at where you're at mentally, you know, right. that is something that we tend to overlook. That is something that you check what you know, you're eating, you go to the gym, you work out, you know, different things at work, check, check your mind. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. That's you know, okay. Cause, Cause out of the abundance of the mind or the heart, the mouth, mouth speaks, speaks, right. You know, so sometimes we can learn more by what we say. Mm-hmm. and what's really going on inside of us. Right. But I challenge you, you know, check out your mental health. Maybe it's a de-stress. Maybe it's a, a, a different way of doing things. Maybe you do a need to go a. talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, get out there and And a lot of insurance companies you allow you uh, a session or yeah, two for through, free. Yeah, through like EPA. Mm-hmm. And EAP. Not, EPA. Not, <laughs> not the Environmental <laughs> Protection. Uh. Uh, EAP. Yeah. Um, so we'll put all of Dr. Barbara's stuff. It's in the description of the podcast. Right. Her um, information for will her be there. links. So right. I hope you guys didn't try to write that down while you were driving. 
If you did, don't do that again. And don't tell us. Arrive alive. Yes. Don't text and drive. So until (laughs) next week, we love you and we can't wait to talk again. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to sent.church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you and we love you.